0: Uh, tonight, I, I, wanna, I wanna share a message with you that I, I feel like could really shift gears for you in 2024. I know that when I started to understand this, it really changed my life. And uh, I don't know about you, but I've had moments in God's presence where I'm like, whoa, I feel free. And then before I even get in the car, all of a sudden I feel like I'm held hostage back to my sin. Like, why is that? That's my question. I wanna try and answer that for us tonight and give us the passcode for prolonged victory from our sin. And so tonight, if you're taking notes, which I hope that everybody is, because I'm going to say some some good stuff, but as I talk, God's going to start to speak to you. And it's always good to write it down because I've got a memory like a goldfish, if that. Like probably the water inside the goldfish bowl is my memory's quality. So tonight, write down the title of the message. It's this, I'm not held hostage anymore. I'm not held hostage anymore. If you've come in here feeling like you're held hostage tonight, you're going to step out of this room free. And I'm excited about that. Let's pray one more time. we we'll get into it. Jesus, help me. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now you can finish. Thank you, sir. It's been a blessing and a privilege. Don't go too far. Bless you. Um, now, I know when you look at me, you might, you might think of all sorts of athletic endeavours that I could get up to. You know, you're like, oh, that guy, definitely a bodybuilder. And <laughs> uh, you might be like, oh, you, you, you'd be good as a WWE superstar, professional wrestling for sure. You've got the jawline of a champion. Yes. Um, no, uh, probably more like eating competitions is probably what you're thinking, to be fair. That's fine. It's fine. It's about, you know, it's been, a, it's been a season. And the reason it's been a season is because, ladies and gentlemen, we've, I've bought a photo, but we're expecting our first child. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I think we've got a photo, uh, to show you. If not, we've got some great palm trees. Oh, it's up there. There, there's... It's a boy also, and you can tell how pumped I am about that. Um, so there you go. A little. Um, I'm really working on Harry Jr. as a name. I'm really trying to get that over the line. Um, but Annalise, she is dead set on the fact that the world already has too much Harry Slade and doesn't need another one. So um, I'm offended, and I'm seeing a counselor. But that's fine. This is us, and, uh, and my wife's amazing. She's doing such an amazing job. She sends her love, by the way. She's sorry she's not here tonight. Um, she, the, baby po- the baby 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 belly popped. It's, it's huge, and it's bigger than her center of gravity. So she's sort of struggling to walk, but praise the Lord, uh, she's doing an amazing job, and, uh, and, and it's awesome. But I've been, we can, by see ya, we can, um, see ya. Um, I've been eating more food because I'm getting ready for dad bod season, okay? I'm just preparing, I'm just preparing, okay? It's ready in and out of season. And, um, and, and the thing is, though, is as a, as a, as a child, I actually want to confess to you more, more, just a little bit of self-promote myself to you tonight. I am a champion horse rider. You don't believe me? I've got ribbons, people. They're all in Mum and Dad's garage in a box labeled Harry. I am a I am a ribbons dude. I I, I uh, as an eight-year-old started horse riding, um, and uh, and and I know, and um and and jumps and stuff was my thing, and. The, the thing is, is after, uh, like being, being eight, horses are big, eight-year-old Harry's quite small and squishy and easily crushed by a horse. So I was freaking out at the end of my horse riding session um, because the trainer took the horse and just kind of like, like with the reins, that's reins, um, with the reins, just flopped them over the pole and the horse was like not tied down. I freaked out. I was like, um... Excuse me, this is a beast of an animal. You've just loosely flopped the reins over the pole. Like, this thing could bolt. This, like, this is before you saying, this thing's gonna run, you know? You, you know what I'm saying, you know? Um, that was poor. Um, the, 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 I was freaking out. I was like, man, I, I, if this horse bolts, it's gonna run through Wainui Yamada and Lower Hutt, killing women and children as it just flops around. Like, it's stressful. As a kid, I was like, I'm aware of what happens in the book of Revelation. I know that when Jesus comes back, he's riding on a white horse. What if this is the white horse that Jesus wants and it's not here anymore? What's he going to choose? What's he going to do? We've lost the horse. Is he going to pick a kiwi? Because that's a dumb animal to pick if you don't have a horse. Did you see the video actually a uh, couple, couple, couple of weeks ago of the kiwi that was running through the campground? I was like, ah! you know. I was like, yeah, my guy. Put some respect on your name, bro, because you've got nothing else other than that. That's the only thing you do. and. Even that's not that terrifying. Like, out of all the animals we could pick, like, I know it's tongue Day, so, you know, God defend New Zealand. But can we just question the kiwi as the national animal? Can we just ask the question? Like, let's, let's table it, leave it. Scotland has a unicorn. Unicorns beat kiwis. That's a, fa- that's a fact. Um, anyway, um, so, the, so I was freaking out. I was freaking out. And, and the trainer's like, Harry, you don't have to stress about the horse. I'm like, no, I do. And She was like, no, you don't. You don't understand. The horse has been broken. And so because it's been broken, it believes it's tied up, and so its behavior has changed. It won't run away because it thinks it's tied up even though it's not. I was like, what do you mean it's been broken? It looks like a whole horse. Like, what are we doing? You know, um, Is it safe to ride? And the, the, the trainer goes, no, no, like the horse has a wild animal nature. It's naturally a wild animal. But what we do is we train it and we break it. We break its spirit so that it becomes subservient to what we want It to be so it believes that it's now no longer wild, it believes that it's held captive, and so because it believes it, its behavior has changed. It's been broken, it believes now that it's broken, so its behavior has changed. And I was thinking about this in relation to you and I, and you and I are exactly the same. We are exactly like this we've been broken by our sinful nature, all of us have got sinful nature in us. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And because we've been broken, our, na- our nature is to be one with God. Sons and daughters of the Most High. That's our natural nature. But because of sin, we've been broken. And because we've been broken, we now believe that we're sinners, stuck in our sinful behavior. Then we behave like the sinner we think that we are. And, and, and the, 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 what's that? The cycle continues. That's good. The cycle continues until the condition for the sin is met. What do I mean by that? I mean that we're held hostage by our sinful behavior until the condition of sin is met. The condition of our sin is death. That's why the Bible says in Romans 6.23, Romans 6.23, it says this, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life, through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Here's the good news, friend. Jesus paid the price. Jesus died for you to break the power of sin and grave. In fact, when he died, he met that condition on the cross. And he said this on the cross, which is really interesting. He said in John nineteen thirty, he said, well, there's a little bit, and then he said it. But when, when Jesus received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. It is finished. What does that actually mean though? The Bible is written in in Hebrew and in Greek. So, So here in the original Greek, it's this word tetelestai, meaning paid in full. So Jesus is saying, hey, I'm meeting the condition of your sin. I'm paying the price of death and I'm doing it for you. And because Jesus died on the cross, because he died for you, he's paid for the sin in full. You have been set free of the power of your sin. Jesus, he sets us free spiritually. John eight thirty six says, so if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 says, now where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So if there's freedom where the Spirit of the Lord is, and if Jesus died to break the power of our sin spiritually, why is it that so many Christians are still living, held hostage, and in bondage to their sin? Well, could I put it to you that maybe it's because even though Jesus died to break the power of your sin spiritually, we still have to break the behavior of our sin physically. We've been set free of the power of sin and death, but we still have to take responsibility for our sinful behavior. Why do I know that? The Bible says in Romans six ten, and Romans 6 is really the base passage for this whole message. And if you wanna do a great Bible study, other than the Bible studies that are already here, which you should do, by the way, but if you wanna do your own personal one, get in the book of Romans. Unpack the book of Romans. It's seriously gonna help you. But Romans 6 says, when he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Verse 12 says, do not let sin control the way that you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. See, here's the interesting thing: here, the interesting thing is that you and I are held hostage to our sin, even though Jesus has paid the price to overcome the power. The challenge is for us is that we live this life and this constant tension realizing that we have sinful nature. Victor, could you just help me come and just put this on for me for a second? I'll just do this for you. Just around the ankle there. Or oh, that's, that's, should I turn? No, that's even worse. Um, you just chuck it on there. Because of Adam and Eve's sin, we've been chained up by our sinful nature. We are in bondage and held hostage by the spirit that's been broken in us. Oh, really? Is the number changed? Oh, there, like that. There you go. That stuck? Great. There you go. So because of our sinful nature, we live this life where we're walking around stuck. You did that so tight. That's actually quite sore, Victor. That was that was mean. I know. I didn't, didn't think you were going to make it that tight. Um, see that? <laughs> oh, I have to go to the physio after this. Um, See, we've been, we're we're chained up. We are held hostage by our sinful nature. What's What's a hostage? Let's define what a hostage is together. A hostage is a person seized or held for security for the fulfillment of a condition. So Jesus, having met that condition, he's died to break the power of that sin. And that power has, he died once, right? To break the power of sin. But then Paul says this real random thing. He's like, cool. So Jesus, when he died, he died to break the power of sin. And in verse 12, he says, but don't let sin control the way you live. Huh? Well, I thought that it was broken. I thought that we were done. I thought that it was sorted. Like, he's saying here, he's, he's saying to us, the power of sin has been defeated. Like, you don't have to be controlled by your impulses, controlled by the power of sin. That's actually been sorted. But he says, there are still sinful beliefs and behavior that you need to defeat. There are still mindsets you need to address. There's still language you need to take responsibility for. There's still heart positions towards other people that you need to take responsibility for. It sounds like Paul's saying here to us in Romans 6, it sounds like he's saying, you don't actually have to be held hostage by your sin anymore. But there's still a battle that you have to fight. This horse that's been broken, it's similar with us. We've been broken by the sinful nature. And even though we know that the power's been broken, we still live this life bound up and sin. And the tension of our lives is that the power has been defeated. And that's why we feel so free in moments of worship. <laughs> i stay over this side. Um, that's why we feel so free when we worship. We're like, this is awesome, man. Whatever the songs were that we sang tonight, I can't remember any of the lyrics, but I'm just going to pretend that I'm doing that right now. And so can you pretend I'm singing the songs. And we worship and we feel free. We go to camp and we're like, yeah. My life has changed. I want to change the world. We've got an increased conference, and we get a download of the Holy Spirit. We're like, yeah, torona for Christ. Ah!" And then like, I don't know about you, but like by the time I get to my car, this thought comes into my mind, a sinful thought. I'm like, I didn't even want that to happen. I'm free. Why is this here? Regret from my past comes back in. Remember, you're a sinner. (sighs) Ah. No, but Jesus, no, no, but you're, you suck still, Harry. You're dumb. And, and, and I'm driving home and then someone cuts me off in traffic and, well, there's a different kind of tongue language that comes out of my mouth. It's filthy, it's bad. It's, don't do that. You know? And then I've, by the time I've got home, I've like sinned four or five times and I haven't even gone to bed that night. Why? Why is that? Why? Because actually there's behavior that I need to sort out. Even though Jesus paid for it, I still need to take responsibility for my life. And the challenge is, is that we start to believe because of our behavior that we're still broken by the power of sin. We still believe that we're stuck the way that we are. So when we do go to pray for someone at work, we're reminded, actually, no, I won't do that. When we, when we go to commit to going to church every night in the 6 p.m. services, it's like, ah, kind of wet outside, and I'm from Tauranga. I only do like 24 degrees and above. That's like laziness, people. That's apathy. Your wife does something really annoying when she's pregnant, and you forget that everything's changing in her life, and you snap. You lose it. Stop being like that. She's taking up too much of the bed. It's really annoying at the moment. That's just a fr- for, for me. Anyway. And you, and you snap in your humanity, and then you're like, my behavior now reinforces my belief that I'm broken, and I'm stuck. And the challenge is, is that we've been broken by sin rather than breaking the bondage of our sin. And that's not what God wants for us. So how do we break free? That's my question, right? Because if, if I've been set free by the power of sin, like the power of sins, but <laughs> the power of sin's been broken, but I'm trying to live my Christian life and make a difference in the world. I'm trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus, but I'm stuck. What do we do? Well, tonight I want to help you break free of this bondage. I want to help you get the passcode for prolonged success and live the life that God has got for you. And there are four things, four things, at least four, probably more, but we'll just do four, four things that we need to do if we're going to unlock this freedom. And I can't wait to do that because I think I'm losing circulation, Victor. I don't know what you've done here. (laughs) Too strong. Okay. Number one, submission, surrender. That's the first thing we have to do. First thing we have to do. So many of us, we live with Jesus as our Savior. Oh, we love the Savior. Thank you for taking away my sin. Yes, now I'm saved. You know? Hey, but how many of us don't love lordship as much? Thank you for being my lord. You know, it's like not really a song we sing, you know? The challenge is is that Romans 10 makes it real clear. And this is gonna hurt somebody, but I'll help at the end. Romans 10, 9 says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Tell me, what comes first? Saved or Lord? My concern is that we've got a generation of Christians saying that they're saved, but because they haven't submitted to the Lordship of Christ, They're not actually saved. And when we get to heaven, Jesus is going to say, depart from me, I didn't know you. Because we're claiming grace and we're claiming forgiveness of sin, but yet we're still living as a sinner. The challenge is here, Paul is saying, listen, if you declare that Jesus is Lord, if you submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, then you'll be saved. And friend, unless he's Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. If you're giving him bits of your life and going, you can have that, the bit I don't like. Absolutely. Not this bit, (laughs) don't touch that. Friend, that's not lordship. Lordship is like, God, I give you leadership and ownership of my life. I give you all of my life. And when we do that, we're saying, God, I belong to you fully. You lead my words. You lead my actions. You lead my thoughts. Can I speak to every male in the room? That impure thought that comes, you don't have to do something about that other than say, I take that captive and make it obedient under Christ. I submit it to the Lordship of Christ. I'm not saying it's easy. In fact, it's hard. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. We wouldn't have stuffed it up in the garden. That would have been mint. But we did. Dang it. We have to actively submit our lives to the Lordship of Christ. And here's the awesome thing. When we make him Lord of our lives, it breaks sinful behavior. Because we're not doing what we want to do. We're doing what God wants to do. And that then becomes what we want to do. So we end up doing what we want to do because it's what God wants to do. And it's a beautiful marriage of wanting to do stuff. Yeah. Romans 6, 16 says, don't you realize that you become the slave to whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death. So that's one option. Okay, you can, up to you. Paul's saying, up to you, bro. Do what you want, man. You can. It does lead to death or, or the second option, you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Praise God. I'm so grateful for a God that lets me choose. We would hate it if we had no choice, but we do. And we hate that we have a choice because it costs, but the price is worth the cost. I'm going to give you a series of numbers. You've heard of the Da Vinci Code. I'm going to give you Harry's Code. This is not biblical at all but I'm going to give you the numbers to unlock the thing around my ankle, okay? So we're going to write it down and it'll loop back and you'll be great. Just for all the religious people in the room like that's not Bible, I know, go with me. It's an illustration, okay? So the first number I want you to write down is the number five, the number five, number five. The second thing we need to do, number two, repentance. Ooh, that sounds like a fun thing. Repentance. Repentance is this really old word with really relevant application. relevance, uh, relevance. Um, repentance in Hebrew is this word shuv. It means to turn or to return. That's what it means, to turn or to return. In the Greek, it's actually two words that get put together, meta, noia. And together, it means to change mind. This is why I love repentance, because what we're saying when we're repenting is we're saying, I was going this way, I thought that this was okay, but now I know I'm changing my mind and I'm turning back to you, God. Would you forgive me for what I thought? I'm changing my mind. I'm changing my behavior. I'm gonna aim towards you. It's not about getting a whip and smashing your back until you bleed and it's like, I'm just sorry. That's not how it works. There's not a certain number of prayers you need to pray to unlock grace. There's one prayer you need to pray and it's, I'm sorry, I'm changing my mind. That's repentance. It's not scary. It's awesome. And it's also easy. Yeah. Praise God. The, this number is the number six. Now, repentance breaks sinful beliefs. That's what it does. So we've broken behavior. Now we're breaking beliefs. It's kind of practical. It's quite teachy. And we'll get to preachy soon. The third thing we need to do is confession and accountability. This is, honestly, guys, if you get this, it's going to break the power of, of sin's already, power of sin been broken, it's gonna break the behavior, it's gonna break the bondage, okay? Confession and accountability. And can I be honest? This is where most of us get stuck. Because we don't want anybody to know what's really going up here, right? Or in here. Now, I know that I'm the worst. And you know that you're not that great either. I won't say the worst, because you might get upset. Paul says, I'm the chief of all sinners. Crazy. The dude did quite a lot. If he's the chief of all sinners, not a bad career to be a part of. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but here, confession and accountability is, is tough. Now, this is what confession and accountability isn't. It's not grabbing the mic on a Sunday and going, guys, I'm a sinner. Do you know why you don't need to do that? Because we already know. So just shush. Like we get it. Like I got it. We sinned. We made a mistake. Confession and accountability is going, bro, could I chat with you? man, I'm struggling with this thing. I, I don't know what to do, but I, I want to talk to you about that. I want to get this off my chest. I want to get it out of the darkness and into light. But why? Because James 5.16 says this amazing thing, this is going to change your world. Confess your sins to, one, to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Keep it up there because we know the second part real good. The prayer of the righteous avails much. And then we forget the first bit. Yeah, confess your sins to one another. And then you'll be healed. And when you're in a position of healing, then your prayer avails much. But the problem is we've got people that are praying, still holding these secret sin issues, unhealed, hurting, and wondering why God isn't moving. Because we're not open. And why does the devil keep it closed? Why does the devil want us to keep it secret? Keep it safe. Lord of the Rings quote. Why does he want us to do that? Because he knows whatever's in the dark festers. Just like your kid's school lunchbox at the end of a summer holidays. You open that bad boy up, it's like a nuclear cloud rises from the disgust. That's what happens in our heart. What takes out men and women of God? Secret sin that's not disclosed. How many great men of God have we seen fall morally because they kept stuff secret? Our great men of God are men. Human, they suck too. We all need grace. We all need to be open. Even you at the very back, especially you. No, no, just kidding. You're the sound guy. Love ya. <laughs> the third number I want you to write down is the keyboards come and join me tonight. The keyboards, plural, okay? Find 17 more keyboards is the number eight. Friend, without confession, there is no healing. The last thing we need to do. Is this Okay. The last thing we need to do, even if it wasn't, I'm having fun. But I'm glad you're enjoying it too. Why did I whisper that? Because I'm waiting for the keys. The last thing we need to do, and this is the hardest one. Are you ready? It's the acceptance of grace. This is the one like that I struggle with the most. It's the one that's kept me held held in my bondage for years from like I've been in ministry now and saved for like 12 years, properly saved. And for the first six of those years, I really struggled. Oh, just to sit down. (laughs) I struggled with this because I understand God's grace for you. Absolutely. Jesus died on the cross for you. Totally. But I know what's going on in here. I know what's going on in here. I know what comes out of here. I say a lot of stuff. 95% of it's not that great. This is my 5% tonight. I'm doing well. The problem is, is that I know me and you know you. How could God forgive my thoughts? How could God forgive my desires? Especially the repetitive ones. When I know better. Why do I keep getting angry so fast? What? God, like, why? Some of you know the story, my testimony, but when I was 16 years old, my dad had an affair. It threw my life into a downward spiral. He was an elder in the church. He was, he preached. He even sung on an album one time. We're still confused why he did that, not sure. But I chose to run to the world to medicate my pain. I've done some things, not like horrible things, but horrible things, things that I regret, mistakes that I've made. Do I wish that I had a testimony like Annalise, who remembers making a decision to follow Jesus when she was four years old and never departed from it? I mean, she's not perfect, but in like, she's better than me. That's what I think. That's what I used to think. I struggled with grace. Romans 6.14 says, Sin is no longer your master, for you you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Friend, God's grace is for you. It's actually all for you. And it doesn't excuse behavior. It doesn't mean you can do more. Read more of Romans 6. You see, Paul goes, so does that mean we just get to keep on sinning? No! <laughs> like, don't! <laughs> but it does mean that you can actually forgive yourself. And it does mean that you can move forward. The problem with this we don't accept grace because of pride. How dare you sit in your seat tonight and think that your sin is worse than everybody else's? Who do you think you are? And I say that because I've been there for many years. Oh no God, <laughs> no way. For Susan, absolutely, she's she needs the grace. <laughs> but me, no, I'm too gone. I'm too far gone. It's pride. Interesting, eh? That pride was the thing that caused the devil to fall. Pride is the root of, if not all sin, most sin. It's choosing our way over God's way. Humility is the key. In 2024, could we be the most humble people? Not false, humble way. You can still be confident. You can still, like, don't throw away your confidence, but you can say, God, I'm actually in need of your grace. The last number is the number three. Number three. Um, on the end here with the thingy dress could you pull up the phone like the phone app and could you just punch in those numbers can we put up the slide with all the numbers 5683 can you see if you can make a word out of that in fact let's do a race, let's see anybody can do it, let's see if we can make a word out of that sorry, say it louder. love love interesting so, Victor, I'm going to need you to help me here. This is, you did it too tight. But put in the numbers. You've got to line it up with the white line there. Yep. Can you see it? <laughs> I feel bad. It's you. Sorry. Five, six, eight, three. You need the light? We can do it together. Hey, by the way, this is why you need a life group. Now, seriously, this is why you need a life group. This is why you need older people in your life. I know they can't see. No, I'm being serious. You cracked it. Good. I'm being serious. You need other people around you. It's love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. For whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. God loves you enough to die for you to say you know what yep you're a filthy sinner god died for you even while you're a filthy sinner friend i want to encourage you it's god's love that sets you free it's the lordship that sets us free tonight we're, we're, this is not like a, if you do all these four things right now it's all sorted no this is actually like a lifetime commitment to do these four things this is like a once. It's not once and done. It's like one and then tomorrow. And then like tomorrow lunchtime, you're going to need to do it again. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's a constant thing. But here's the truth. I'm not held hostage to my sin anymore because I've surrendered to God. I've repented for my sin. I've confessed and stayed accountable and I've accepted His grace. And it's a grace you couldn't earn. And it's a grace you don't deserve. And it's a grace you cannot com- comprehend. But friend, because God loves you so much, you can break free of the bondage of your sin. And Tonight... I, get, I just get a sense, two things, maybe 17, but let's just do two. That tonight, I'm looking at you and you're looking at me and I get a vibe that we're struggling with accepting God's grace. Lordship I can get on board with. I'm good with that? Sweet. Repentance I can do. Confession's hard, but I'll give it a crack. But accepting God's grace, I'm just not sure. Tonight, can we all just stand to our feet? This is a private thing between you and God we're going to open the altar in a minute the first group of people I want to pray for is anybody that doesn't actually have a relationship with Jesus because you can't accept his grace until he's the Lord of your life and if you're here tonight and you don't have a relationship with Jesus friend a relationship with Jesus is not about attending a 6pm service every Sunday of the year a relationship with Jesus isn't even about reading the Bible it's not about prayer it's not about worship a relationship with Jesus is about submitting your life to the Lordship of Heaven Those things help that relationship, but that's not the relationship. If you don't have a relationship with Him, if you haven't submitted to the Lordship of Christ, then tonight I want to give you an opportunity. It's real simple. All you have to do is say, yeah, I I want to pray that prayer. I want to actually make that step of faith. Tonight, Jesus would say this, like He said in the Bible, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Maybe you're here tonight and you feel like your life has been stolen, killed, and destroyed. Maybe you feel empty, broken, hopeless. Maybe you're successful on the outside, but you know on the inside that things aren't great, then this is the good news of the gospel. Jesus says, I've come to give you life in all its fullness. Fullness of what? Lamborghinis? No, dang it, wish it was. It's the fullness of His Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And if you're here tonight and you're like, man, Flip, that sounds sick, then let's pray. With every head bowed and every eye closed, because this is not something that anybody else can do for you. This is your thing between you and God. What I'm going to do is in a moment, I'm going to get you to lift your hand. Not yet, but in a moment, I'm going to get you to lift your hand and say, yes, I need Jesus. Tonight, if you're here and you've never prayed a prayer before, I'm going to count to three and I want you to lift up your hand so that I know who I'm praying for, but so you actually make this decision for yourself. I'm not going to single you out and ask you why you need Jesus. Someone can do that at the end of the service. (laughs) They probably won't. Tonight, if you need Jesus, one, you've never prayed a prayer before asking Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Two, you know you have a long time ago, but you know you're not in relationship with him. You haven't given him lordship. Friend, I'm not asking, have you read a Bible? I read some to you tonight. I'm not asking, have you prayed a prayer? Because I prayed for you tonight. I'm not even asking, do you know a church? You do, you're here. Tonight I'm asking, is he the Lord of your life? If the answer is no, but you wanna make it yes, then right now, three, lift up your hand all across this room. If that's you, just lift up that hand. I'm looking from my left to my right. If you need Jesus, thank you, I see your hand. Awesome, thank you, I see your hand. That's you. Start the new year right. Thank you, you're worth waiting for. Awesome, lift up your hand right now. If that's you, on the right side of the auditorium is at least three of us that need to say yes to Jesus. If you need Him, lift up your hand right now. Some of you are afraid of losing control of your life. There is no better place to put your life, thank you, I see your hand, than in the hands of Jesus. So one more time, if you need Jesus, from my left to my right, lift up your hand right now and say yes to Him. It's awesome. Thank you. I see your hand. Awesome. Awesome. I see your hand. If you need Jesus, lift it right now. So good. There's at least seven people that have said yes to Jesus tonight. So we're going to pray this prayer. We're going to say yes to Him. Everybody in the room is going to pray, but if you lifted your hand, I want to encourage you to pray this like you're talking to God. Thank you. I see your hand. You got it in there just before I started to pray. Lucky. Lucky. <laughs> Even if you didn't lift your hand, but you don't need to make this decision, pray this prayer like you're talking to God tonight. Everybody in the room, repeat it after me Dear Lord Jesus, come on, everybody. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you. I need you in my life. Please forgive me of everything I've done wrong. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Jesus, I give you full authority of my mind, of my heart, and of my soul. Tonight, Jesus. Because of you, I am a Christian. In your name I pray. Amen. Come on, City Church, can we celebrate with all of heaven? Seven people saying yes to Jesus. Praise God. Tonight, someone's going to, there's been a couple of people that have just been helping me point out some people because it's a big room. Someone might come up with you with a free gift, take it. And we want to help you. It's the first step that you've made, but there's a lot more steps that you need to make. Tonight, I've laid out fundamentals of our faith and it sounds quite overwhelming. For some of us, it's like, flip, that was a lot. What do I even do now? Well, here's the good news. When he died and when he breathed his last breath on the cross, the Bible says the earth began to shake and the temple curtain, like we've got on stage here, but way bigger, tore in two. And the Holy Spirit was released upon the earth. You will receive power when you receive the Holy Spirit power to do what? Greater things than what Jesus did on this earth. Power to stay submitted. Power to repent. Power to stay accountable. And power to access the throne room of grace. And if you're here tonight and you're feeling powerless, I know next week we're going to flood the altars. But I'm here tonight and I want to pray with anybody who's like, I want to get a jump start. I just want to get ahead of this. I I know I need the power of the Holy Spirit right now. I want to encourage you tonight to come down the front and we're going to pray I'm going to pray for anybody who needs this but before we do that I want to share just a and look I felt this in the service uh, before the service just over this house and I want to declare this over this house for you as the church when I walked in tonight to tie up this chain I saw dust everywhere not real dust I was about to call Victor I was like Victor (laughs) but I saw dust and I went up stairs and I started to pray and I was like God what the heck dust what do you mean Figuratively, dust means abundance. And this is what God says. In Genesis 13, he says this, "13:15 This is a word for you tonight. I am giving you all this land as far as you can see to you and to your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants like the dust of the earth that they cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land in every direction for I am giving it to you. Church, God is giving you this land. God is giving you this land. Young person, this year, God is giving you your high school. God is giving you your classroom. Friend, at work, God is giving you this land. It's time. It's time to say, God, I'm ready for abundance. God, I'm ready for what you have for me. I don't care if you're afraid. It's time to switch on our faith. I, look, I'll be honest. I'm nervous about being a dad. I've never done this before. What if I fail horribly? I'm real good for an hour and a half on a Sunday. Then I send them home. It's real great. Keep it. you might be hearing you're like I can't do this alone that's why you need the power of the Holy Spirit because God's giving you this land it's time to walk tonight if you're ready to step into abundance if you're ready to take hold of the hem of his garment we're going to start to sing a bit of a song and I want you to come down the front and just lift up your hands I don't care who you are how old you are just, just take a step of faith tonight let's start 2024 believing in God for more Come on, take a step out of your seat as the team start to sing. In the name of Jesus. Father, come and move. Come and move. In Jesus' name. Just come, just come, just come, just come, just come. Hallelujah. My friend in the red hat. I just want you to know, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. I was just, I walked in the room and I saw your red hat tonight. I just look to the Lord if you can. Close your eyes, lift your hands. I know it's a bit weird. I don't I don't actually know your name. Let's first meet. Hello, my name's Harry. What's your name? Jay? Okay, now close your eyes, lift your hands, okay? Jay, you are not a failure. Over the next forty days, the Lord will say, Find me in the wilderness. Find me in the wilderness. And as you find him, you'll find the love of a father. God is going to unlock for you and your household pure love love that is not adulterated love that is not like um, I I don't mean it like that I mean like uh, contaminated by anything else so tonight Father reach out your hand church God over Jay's life we declare right now from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet Lord a fresh anointing to lead his home a fresh anointing to step out in faith but God I declare over the next 40 days as he seeks you that's it just receive take it that's yours take it That's yours. That's the anointing. From the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Receive tonight. Receive it now in Jesus' name. Take it. That's yours. Take it. Take it. Take it. The anointing of heaven. Take it now. Take it now. From the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Receive. Receive. Yeah. Come out right now in Jesus' name. Come out. By the authority of the Lord God of heaven. That's it. Freedom. 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 What's we'll been keeping up in one life? What's keeping up Get oil and we'll in your house. It's a new day. It's a new day. Amen. It's done. It's done. It's a new day. Yeah. Come on, church. Can we praise the Lord? Can we thank God? It's a new day. It's a new day. Church, I'm almost done. I'm going to hand over to Pastor Alan in a second. Um, uh, it's good. It's good. It's good. My friend in the white t-shirt with the little patchy thing. Can I pray for you? Come, come, come. Can I pray for you? Um, also, uh, my friend in the black dress just here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're looking at each other. Yeah. You just looked around. No one else is there with a black dress. That's you. Yep. Come, 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 come. Yep, yep. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you as well? Would that be okay? Um, my friend in the green t-shirt right at the very back can you come as well I'd love to pray for you is that okay yeah yeah bro you congratulations the claw <laughs> uh, you can come my friend in the uh, uh, just behind Andre here this girl right here um, yeah you can come you can come uh, I'm gonna pray for you church we're gonna, we're gonna turn this into just a quick little prayer and then we're done for tonight the anointing's in the room I feel a little bit drunk on the Holy Ghost it's a little bit dangerous who knows what's gonna happen uh, I'm gonna start with you just close your eyes lift your hands to the Lord I'll come to you in a second but you my friend You are a great man of God. It is time now to leave behind the things of the world. You're like a David. You're like a David, but you're behaving like his brothers. Take up your authority. Go with the stones that you have. Go in the authority of heaven. No one else is going to open the door. But everybody's standing waiting for you to come in the room. Tonight I feel the Lord saying, I'm anointing you afresh. I'm anointing you afresh for a new season of leadership. Don't be afraid of the call on your life. Things that have been prophesied over you for years and years. Things the Lord has whispered to you in the secret place. I see three things God has said to you over your lifetime. Three things. Each one like a scrumpled piece of paper. Grab it out of the bin, open it again, and declare it over your life. Because you have not failed. No mountain too high, no valley too wide. You cannot separate yourself from the love of God. So tonight, lift up your hands in bold authority. In the name of Jesus, we declare the authority of heaven. Father, I pray, not just a fun guy, but a faith guy. Not just a guy who stands and has fun, but a guy who leads with faith and authority. Tonight, we declare from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, Father, the anointing of heaven, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh oil, let him never be satisfied with what you gave him yesterday. In the name of Jesus, on the count of three, Lord, I pray, baptize him afresh. One, two, three. And Jesus' name, a new mantle for a new day, a new day of authority, a new day of authority, a new day of authority. Stand in his presence, and when you're done, you can sit down. Lift up your hands, lovely. You are wonderful. More precious than every diamond and ruby on the face of the earth validated by the Most High, one who walks through shadows and dark areas, but shines brighter than any sun, than any diamond that's in the sun. See a new day over your life. It's like a, I see a diamond in the sun and the light from the sun is hitting the diamond and it's refracting everywhere. It's refracting everywhere. Just going bang, 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 bang. Get ready because the darkness that you've been walking through is about to come to an end. The sun is rising over your life. I declare a sunrise over your life. A life lived with many colours. Reach out your hand, church. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for a beautiful young woman. A beautiful young woman marked and paid for by the glory of God. Tonight we declare, Lord, let a new day Arise over her life I declare Arise and shine For the glory of God Is on your life I declare this year A new year From the top of your head To the bottom of your feet That's it Just take the anointing Take it That's yours Take it That's the anointing Just receive it Right now One, two, three Now take it Take it Take it Take it it. That's yours Just receive it You're a great man Who's wrestled much like an Aragon. Do you know Lord of the Rings? Find out, we'll forget that. But he's the man. You're a man who's weathered many battles. I feel the Lord saying, rise up an army among you. Raise up young men who can stand when everybody else bows. It's not too late. You haven't missed the moment. You haven't missed the moment. I'm calling you out tonight as someone who's younger than you and saying, we're waiting for you. We, my generation, is waiting for you. Now is your time. Gideon, go in the strength that you have. Close your eyes and lift your hands. Church, reach out your hand. We're almost done. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you arrived precisely when you've been to. And Father, we declare right now, from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, Lord, a new authority, a new boldness in the glory of God. Let him be one who stands the presence of God. When everyone else bows, Lord, I thank you that he has remained standing. And I declare God from glory to glory and strength to strength. Touch him right now with the fire of heaven. Right now. From the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. On the count of three, just receive it. One. it's awkward and it's weird and welcome I've been doing this for the last hour and I'm over time so we need to make this quick but you're worth waiting for I don't know what's going on but I do know tonight it finishes what you've wrestled with and what things have come screens have been there I see them falling today on their face false idols will fall on its face so tonight don't be, don't be afraid because you're wonderful don't be afraid for the Lord is with you if he dresses the lilies in beauty and splendor how much more does he love you? secret? a whole lot more can I pray for you? that'd be okay? I know I've singled you out from a whole room. what's your name? Hannah? you're wonderful close your eyes and lift your hands to the Lord can you lift them mate? lift them lift them Church, for the last time, can you reach out your hand? Thank you so much for being patient. God, I declare over Hannah's life a new day. Lord, the screen that's been on her mind, I declare right now, lift off her life in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every evil word. I rebuke every lie of the enemy that's held her back. Words that have been said by loved ones and trusted peers. Father, I take authority over them right now and declare in the name of Jesus, the Word of God planted in her mind. Let faith arise. Let fear and lies bow. Let false idols, false words that you've worshipped for far too long, they break now. In the name of Jesus. On the count of three.